0: I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin, And you're
1: listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice
0: coming out. Coming out today sponsored by Open Studio at openstudiojazz.com
1: for oh, your jazz lessons. Back 2024 style. I can't stop. <laughs> I cannot stop. <laughs> okay, this is the beginning of the year. Yes. Right? Uh, it actually uh, is the beginning of 2024. True. You were talking about this earlier that you didn't think that this number was real, but it's, it's real. It doesn't seem real to me. Isn't it interesting, though, how time... You know, time is the one constant that keeps moving. Yeah, And like you say, 2020, I remember when I was like, 20, 2000 is never going to happen. I remember yeah. 2000 was like crazy. It seems so far away. It seems so far away. The like world that was Prince song, yeah. the 1999, I was like, 1999 is a made up right. year. Yeah, And here we are in 2024. But what's exciting about this for me and this journey with music and with, you know, trying to like get better and not just be passionate about music. I think we're all passionate about music. You know, that's why we meet Man. here. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's one thing to love to listen to music. It's like a universal language, as we said. There's all these different styles, and that's fun. But what a fun thing to be like trying to play music, trying to be participating in music. It's like you're watching golf all your life on television, and one day you go out onto the green. Is that what they call it the green, or is that just the color of what it
0: is? Well, there's the tee, there's the fairway, there's the green, there's the bunker, there's the clubhouse, oh. there's all sorts
1: of parts of the golf course. Oh, so, excuse yeah. me, Bubba Watson didn't know you knew all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but it's like you know what I'm saying. Like you once you go to participate in it, you're not going to be Bubba, Bubba Watson. Wait, well, does he play golf? Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah. Uh, is he good? Yeah, he's great. Okay, good. Yeah. So it was a good good analogy. Like you're not going to immediately, Wait. but you're going to be a golfer that day. Did he get in trouble? He might have got. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, don't I don't know anything about golf. I neither. Mean, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. So it's like once you step out onto the green with the equipment in your hand. So like once we become musicians and we're going and thinking about things like what we're talking about today, uh, practice routines and stuff, like it's really exciting, but it gets real. Kind of like the clock going to 2024. It's like, it's real now. And I think that in order to keep the joy going, in order to keep us from getting too frustrated and at least the kind of frustration that would derail us from progress and connection with the music we wanna think about things like practice routine and take them pretty seriously and not just be like, well, I'm not a pro, I'm not this, or I'm not as good as them, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 this is about you. yeah. And this is about, so we're getting a little dogmatic in in the title today, why you don't have a practice routine, but that's in the hopes that it'll inspire you to have a practice routine.
0: Well, if I may, if I may, Peter, so so much of our, our musical mind and what we dream about, when we dream about being a musician and being about a dream about being a great musician, right, is like some sort of identity dream, right, where we're dreaming it far into the future, and now we're we sound just like Chick Corea, or whomever it is that we're aspiring to sound dream like. Weaver. Oh, he's got a little dream, dream weaver. For the
1: stars, cause I'm a dream weaver. Is that how that song goes? Something.
0: Something <laughs> like that. No, no, no. But our identity—that's just a. This is just like something we're making up, right? Yeah. It's a construct. fantasy. It's a construct that we're making up. Yeah. What we actually are is our behavior on a moment to moment basis. Mm. Like that's what we are. So when you talk about like, you know, seven reasons you don't have a practice routine, these are ideas like we're going into the negative so that we can try to draw out a positive. These might be yeah. reasons that are kind of keeping you from the behaviors that great musicians tend to all have in common, right? Which is that they work on music yes every single day yep. in every single way. I just yep. said that because it was a rhyme, but you know what I'm saying? It's yep. like Um, it's not just like some construct of like, well, I can just think about being a great musician and I can just have, you know, good taste in music and then I'll be a great musician. No, you actually have to like live a musical life. You have to behave in ways that great musicians behave if you want to be a great musician. It's really that simple. And hopefully these seven things that we're gonna talk about are a little bit of, of some roadblocks that might be stopping you from behaving in the way that great musicians behave every day.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, that's why sometimes it's easier like some people will reject things that are seemingly negative and be like, why are you being so negative about this? It's kind of, I look at it as similar. Like if you're trying to get to the goal of having a great practice routine first, just have a practice routine, anything. Will Let happen. greatness evolve. You know yeah. what I mean? But sometimes it's like, you know, new year's resolutions. I, I remember reading this thing. I can't remember who came up with it, but it, it resonated so much with me and I've been using it the last few years. And that's like, try anti resolutions instead of resolutions. Think about things that you're not going to do, that there you're you going to adjust. Because you know, I've always been kind of had a love-hate relationship with resolutions, but we can all identify things that are roadblocks or or habits that we want to remove. Sometimes those are easier and then they create the white space for some good habits. Take you know? things
0: away and let yourself be as it is and th- great things will happen. If you truly love music and you take things away, they're blocking you from working on the thing
1: that you love. Yep. It will happen. Absolutely. And and really, it's it's sometimes it kind of exposes and reveals a beautiful simplicity and a playfulness that I know you're great about talking about this and connecting with, you know, living a musical life and like that inner child with our initial connection with music, these things that we develop that are actually bad habits, they may be masked as good habits, but they're in fact bad habits or at least they're counterproductive for having a good practice routine. We have to consciously remove some of those things. And then actually the practicing is not that hard. Of course there's the discipline of it and the execution of it. But a lot of times when we take these things around it uh, that make it harder, like how do you get started and things like that, um, it can become a lot easier. So hopefully we'll reveal some of those in our own little negative way today.
0: Well, let's start with number one here because this is, I think, a major roadblock for a lot of people, and it is certainly for me, and it's procrastination. Right, but before we talk about
1: that, can we talk about some other things? Okay. Can we procrastinate before we talk about? Sure. I'm trying to show you an example. To put it, of it. Oh, you're gonna put it off. Yeah, I get. I got. I was a little slow. That's number two. Is how slow. Let's I am. Let's talk about
0: the weather. Uh, no. Yeah. So it's a great example, Peter. Yeah. Of like, you know, you're 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 wanting to get down to business. You're wanting to get to work, but uh, well, I got like three hours here, so I don't have to start right now. Right? right. I could just chill out, watch some Sopranos, maybe have a have a protein shake. I don't know what you'd drink, Peter, and then. And then maybe I'll get my hour of practice in or whatever. Don't probably get your work done. I tell my children, get it done.
1: Right. And then go have fun. Right. Oh, I love that. And that's going to relate to something we're going to talk about, I think, in the later ones. But it's also like, if you put an importance on having a practice routine, then that's the thing that you're going to do first. Now, you're not going to do it first, maybe, uh, you know, ahead of things like. If you have an infant or something, feeding them. And of course, there's very, very important. You're going to prioritize your thing. Yeah, We're not saying to put, but like your example, it's like a lot of times when we have extra time, that's the hardest time to have a routine. It should be the easiest. Oh, man. Think you about get people a- that want to develop a practice routine, but they're single parent. They've got little kids. They've Dude. got two jobs and all that. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, if I get a day off, it's
1: actually harder to <laughs> practice. <laughs> Most unproductive day ever. 100%. Because <laughs> right. I just want to kind of procrastinate until nothing happens. But that's the whole thing about a routine. If you're into a routine, it won't matter either way. Because yes, if you have one hour available, you're probably going to optimize to get to your practicing better. I mean, unless you just have other blockades that we're going to look at as well. But yeah, procrastinate is a huge one.
0: And number two, this is something that I don't really know anything about, but I'm sure other people struggle with it. And that's
1: perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah, I have no problems with this. (laughs) Well, this is, yeah. And this is kind of more about like having the perfect, situation to practice the sun has to be coming around i need the best lighting the piano's out of tune so i can't practice like there's all sorts of things they're really this is just variations on procrastination yes but they can be masked and cloaked on uh, you know with things that are like oh no it's really important because i want to develop my ears and i fall into this like if one note unison's out of tune i'm like oh that's throwing me off i can't yeah. really get to my and it's like no there's always going to be something doesn't matter what level you're at what instrument you have what you know, space that you, I mean, I think back to some of my most productive practice was years ago at Juilliard school of music that everyone's like, Oh, they must have great practice rooms. They were horrible. Cause you could hear everything around there and everybody practiced too much there. You know, yeah. it was like constant, but I got a lot of stuff done because That was the only situation that I had, you know what I mean? And so, and people are banging on the pianos and they're out of tune I think some of this
0: too, a lot of people, at least we have a lot of open studio folks that write in and they're scared to practice the wrong thing, Mm. right? So it's like, they need the perfect thing to practice or else it's not gonna be worth it. Cause I don't want to go do the wrong thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, we always want to be practicing like quote unquote the right thing. Although I don't actually think that's true. Uh, I think that you don't
1: have to practice the right thing all the time. No, no, no. Proven I, that.
0: You yeah, you need to like sometimes you have to put your head up against a brick wall and go yeah. through it and figure out what is the right thing before you can, you know, always optimize whatever. Yeah. But don't be scared to go practice even if you don't know what to practice. Yeah. You know, just go sit at your instrument and 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 say I'm just going to sit here I'm going to play something for 5 minutes.
1: Right. Guaranteed you're going to find something to practice out of that 5 minutes. Great. Okay, so that flows right into number 3. Um for the reason that you don't have a practice routine and that is over planning which is seems like the same as perfection but it's not really like this is more like you've got such a perfect plan or, or you know it's too much of a plan and that you're not allowing for things to go wrong or things to go right even more importantly so like you've got the the perfect routine coming along now you feel good about it. You're like, I'm not looking for perfection because I've got it already. I just have to go through and do this. But that you're going to lose out on a great practice routine because something that's going really well, you're going to cut that off because you're like, I have to go on to the next thing. So it's like we want to plan, but we want it to be flexible. We want to allow for serendipity. We want to allow, especially for us to get into the flow state because happy practicing really is what I think is the biggest um, hallmark of you know, or really just entry point and ongoing you, you know, way to keep a practice routine, like the easiest way to keep a practice routine going. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people say, like, oh, that's the end result. Like once you've been doing a practice routine, you get to where it's all, you know, unicorns running through a beautiful meadow. It's like, no, you have to do that as you're going. And so until you have a practice perfect practice routine, which is actually not possible. But not until possible. you're close to that, you've got to be able to be in the flow state a lot so that you feel like and are de facto, Improving, yeah. right? And so if you don't have flexibility within there, you're not going to be able to get that. It's yeah. going to be frustrating. Don't schedule every minute
0: out, just like you wouldn't schedule every minute of your child. Uh, uh, you shouldn't schedule every minute of your child every day. Like you got to leave yeah. some time for play, for actual just exploration yeah. and letting your child that's p- still a part of you have fun on your instrument. Don't feel like everything needs to be, you know, the optimization culture is. It's gone too far right it's gone too far. it has you you need to leave time to just mess around. I still love Dr. Huberman, but yes, you're correct. you know what I'm saying <laughs>
1: um, next up number four is well, inconsistency. right. so this I think comes right out of that too so the the flip side of like over planning then you're just like, oh, I'll just kind of go with the flow, dude, cool now that can lead to inconsistency because you got to have some plan, right? you have to have something it just needs to have flexibility to it because otherwise You're going to be inconsistent because you're going to be thinking, I have to feel a certain way, as opposed to sometimes you just need, like, let me just get in and practice my scales. You know, you need some triggers for consistency because it's not a routine unless you're doing it in a routine way.
0: Yeah. And just really, honestly, if you if you commit, say that uh, in here in January, which is what we are, I'm going to practice at least five minutes a day every day. That is really good work. Yes. Because that's consistent. That is consistent, it's practicing consistency. It's yep. like, I'm. no matter what happens, I'm gonna carve a little bit of time out of my day so that I could get to do the thing that I love. I yep. get to work on the part of, of my, my existence that I love the most, which is experiencing
1: and expressing music through this instrument. And that brings us to number six. And can I just throw in one thing that I found helpful? This may not be for everybody, but I'll throw it out there in case it's helpful for some people in terms of inconsistency. If you're going on a good flow every day, even if it's five minutes, if it's 30 minutes one day, whatever that is, if you miss a day, Mm. do not let that make you inconsistent. One day does not make, and do you ever think you'd hear me saying this? No. Am I getting soft? You're getting a little soft. Is this this Mongolian cashmere making me soft? It is, very soft. (laughs) Wasn't it you that used to say, you can miss a day, but don't miss two days? That's it. That's it. I found that very, now maybe for some people it's three days, maybe it's different, maybe, but the idea is like give yourself grace and know that consistency is not about a streak, right? It's about, but when you get past, yeah, it's cumulative. But it's also about, it does get harder when you miss even one day. But I've found, especially two days, is not twice as bad. It's like 10 times This is bad. Mr. I ran over 500 days in a row. Right. But I didn't run fast all those days. Yeah, you not didn't on run like, didn't long run all those days. Yeah. A couple of days I did. But yeah, no, I mean, most of the, many of those days was like, but yeah, I made a commitment to do because I wanted to see what that felt like. And then when I came off the streak, what I did find was missing one day was in bad. Missing two days got really difficult to get back on track. So it's just give yourself some grace. Do not consider one day miss as inconsistent, but don't miss that second day if possible.
0: Number five, not number six, but number five yes. is you're not listening to enough music. Peter, check this out. This yes. is a new phrase I just came up with. Yep. You got to ingest to digest Ooh. or else you'll, you'll regress. grow up.
1: Oh, regress. Sorry. I thought you could say
0: it. Nice. That's true. Yeah. So That's I true. often find that if I'm struggling with a practice routine, it's because I'm not feeling super inspired. And not that you have to be super inspired every time you practice. In fact, if you're consistent, you're not going to be inspired every single day that you practice. However, and if you wait to be inspired every time you're going to
1: procrastinate you're gonna until procrastinate. you get there, <laughs> but
0: it is easier for me to get there and actually to find things that I'm, I'm hyped about if I'm listening to a lot of music. Yeah. So you and you can actually use this as your practice routine. You could say, like, I don't know what to practice. You know what? Ooh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to an album instead of like critical, critical deep listening deep listening listening of practicing at my of yeah nine times out of ten are of gonna listen deeply and then you're gonna go to your instrument because yeah. you're inspired by something
1: oh i love that yeah 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 and it's kind of like making as of should be and a reminder for ourselves a the music listening to music is the to Whether you're listening to a recording, going to a live performance, playing yourself, like that's our actual, the physical manifestation of our relationship with music is listening to it in real time. And so I think even like some of the things we mentioned earlier, I would just throw in there, make those as a reward too. That'll be sort of the antithesis of the procrast, you know, to keep you from procrastinating. Like say, if you're listening to this podcast to learn about how to practice, instead of you know what, pause this now, go practice and then come back and do this as a reward. It doesn't have to be an either or, but don't feel like you have to optimize everything. You have to listen to this podcast. You have to read another book before you practice. But but you can still do that and learn things, but make that as an after, like as a reward. Number six, Peter. Yes. Overwhelm.
0: Yes. People, they get overwhelmed. That's right. They don't there's so much to practice. And that can kill a practice routine. It can be really hard. Or they just are like, oh, I got um this these, you know. Jahari Stampley sounds so good. I'll never sound like that. Uh, There's too much to do. There's too much to work on. Whatever. I'll just go play video games or whatever.
1: So this could tie in good to when you're saying, you know, number five, you're not listening enough. Listen to something that's not going to overwhelm you. That's going to bring you joy. No, yeah. Because you could listen to something like Jahari and be like, oh, my God, he's so young and so great. It's not worth it. But listen to something that you have a deep connection with that inspires you, maybe. I mean, maybe you're inspired by Jahari. I don't want to put it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But yes. Something that doesn't overwhelm you. If
0: though. you're if you're feeling overwhelmed, sometimes it's it can be hard to commit to working on music. But just know that even if you just chip away on like, you know, major scale fingerings, like that's something that's very useful and yes. that professional musicians work on their whole lives. So yeah. don't feel like you have to you have to build Rome in a day. Definitely do not. Right. You definitely don't have to like come out sounding like, you know, Sullivan Fortner after every practice session. You're just slowly young b- guys
1: up in your head, aren't they?
0: So what? Sell so, I mean we keep saying Sullivan's young. But he's like, I "Remember mid-30s. him as 15,
1: man. I'm old. I'm, just, I'm an OG. Old guy." All right, number 7. Number 7, and this truly is the just confusingly listed is actually the number one reason uh you don't have a practice routine, and that is because you are too cocky and you don't think you need a routine. You'll hear it
0: no <laughs> exactly. uh, that w- that is
1: is this from personal experience this the this is very i'm being very self-reflected as we enter the new year for, for sure yep. and this has tripped me up a lot so this is kind of advanced level i would say in terms of practice routine just because you have a stretch where you've got a great routine or streak going uh don't get cocky oh as the youngins say and by youngins i mean 40 year old pianists don't get it twisted my friend um You know, you always need some kind of routine. If that's a reduced routine, if that's an enhanced routine, if that's a weekly, whatever it is, you need some kind of uh, practice routine to stay connected with the instrument, to stay connected with your progress. That's why it's called practice. It's not mastery. Right. That's right. We're going towards that. And so I think it's like, don't get cocky once you start going, because kind of like your example, you said with your kids when they're like, oh, we got plenty of time. Let's play around. But no. No you know, tend to your business first because you don't know what's going to happen. Humble yourself. The, the electricity going to go out. Your three hours just became nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like take care of business. Keep on your routine. Don't be cocky. Be humble before the music.
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe and, you had a great gig last night and you're yeah. like, oh man, I'm burning. This That's is fine. Right. I don't need to work. Yeah. Eh, maybe get to the piano today. Just yeah. try that out. See how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, till next time. You'll hear it. Wait, let's recap.
1: Hold on. Come back. Come back, Caleb. Oh, oh, we're still rolling. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is this our first ever comeback? Can we do it? We can do it. Are we back? We are back! Hey, we're back! (laughs) Uh, Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) I wanted to recap. Okay, let's do it. Number Number one. one. Uh, Wait, we gotta frame this. Okay. Why you don't have a practice routine? Procrastination. You procrastinate. Right. Two. Uh, You're looking for perfection. Three. You overplan. Four. You're inconsistent. Five. You're not listening enough. Six. You're overwhelmed. Seven. You're too cocky. 8, you'll hear it.